0: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pads. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast with your host. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside of the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today, episode 49 on August 1st, 2020. August 1st, you know what that means? It's Spider Man Day. That's right. This episode is all going to be about the web slinging, wall crawling, red and blue son of a gun, motherfucking one of the best superheroes ever to be created from the great Stan Lee himself. Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Now, I was going over in my mind in terms of what specific thing that I want to talk about. Do I want to talk about a specific movie, a Looking Back episode, or do I want to talk about a specific game? Do I want to talk about specific comics that I loved reading? And then I thought to myself, you know what? Let me just talk about what Spider-Man meant to me as a kid. What it meant to me from... 2002 all the way till now, even before 2002, we will talk little bits and pieces about everything. This is going to be a full nostalgic episode because it is all about the web-slinging, wall-crawling, fucking awesome guy himself, Spider-Man. That's what this episode is going to be about today. Episode 49, our superhero quote of the day will come right after. And like always, like we always do about this time... Let's get our shout-outs out of the way, shall we? Get that shit right out. Bam, bam, ba bam, Get that right off. <laughs> Today, the shout-out, I will happily say it goes to Chael Sonnen, the bad guy himself. As you guys know, I am a huge MMA fan, and Chael Sonnen was one of the main guys that I looked up to and actually watched from many, many times. He knows how to sell a fight. He knows how to promote a fight. He knows what to do in order to ensure that people will be tuning and watching. And if you go on his YouTube channel right now, Bad Guy Inc., you can see tons and tons of content where he gives deep analysis, deep perspectives on certain fights, certain situations of what goes on in the UFC. Go to Chael Sonnen. He is the bad guy, undefeated, undisputed, not really, but that is his shtick. He does what he wants because he wants it. He is the American Gangster, the bad guy, Chael P. Sonnen. Once again, go on Bad Guy Inc. on his YouTube channel. You are welcome. And now that is done, let's talk all day on Spider-Man. That comes up right in a bit. Can you remember a day, a time in your life back then, where you was exposed to Spider-Man in any facet, in any type of media, or in any type of unique perspective? When were you exposed to him? Because I sure have. When I was little, there were times where I would watch Saturday morning cartoons or cartoons when I would go to school, hurry up and finish, and then come back home. And I think back then is when I procrastinated the most in terms of doing my homework. And I remembered a specific time around 3 o'clock, 3, 3.30, after 4. It was definitely around that time where Spider-Man, the animated series, came out. Fucking hell, those were the days. You can actually watch it on Hulu now. It's five seasons. And watching it back then, you can tell it was... It was very different from when we were seeing Batman the Animated Series or Superman the Animated Series. Because with those shows for Warner Brothers, they were more dark toned. They were very subtle and they paced themselves accordingly based on your viewership. Spider-Man, on the other hand, it was fast paced. It was, it was quick. It was, all right, rush, 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 rush. Even the introduction. Da, na, na, da, na. And then all these quick edits where everything was going on. like, okay, who's that? Wait, wait, who's that? Hold on, who's that? Uh, wait, a black thing is taking Peter Parker? What the hell is going on? There was just so much shit going on in those shows that it's still amazing on how it's timeless to how it stands up today. Now, like I said, there were a few flaws where the animation wasn't really up to par. There were times where police officers were using laser guns because apparently they had to the bad guns back then. Every episode did not really core link with another episode until it was like a little bit of a saga. Like the Secret Wars or the Sinister Six or anything like that. But what that show gave to me was... It inspired me to look forward to something, and it inspired me to resonate with a particular character. Because, as you guys already know, Spider-Man is about this orphaned young boy gets bitten by a radioactive spider, and he learns after losing his Uncle Ben at an alley to a thug, to a mobster, that with great power comes with great responsibility. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. If you have that power, then you have to do whatever it takes to help people that are in need. And I feel like more and more people around in this time should focus on that and should learn from that more and more. When Stan Lee created Spider-Man, and he was giving ideas to how could people gravitate towards Spider-Man. And Stan Lee, his idea was rejected numerous times by other people. Oh my god, uh, other people would never follow a, a, a kid that likes spiders. I mean, spiders are supposed to be scary and spiders are supposed to be, you know, this and that and blah, blah, blah. And Stan Lee was like, um, hold my beer, hold the phone. I will do what I can to make him lovable, to make him likable, to make him relatable. And what makes him relatable? Simple. He's a young kid. He has trouble finding a job. He's always late to school. There's trouble where he pays his rent. He's always disappointing his girlfriends or his dates. He can only save one person at a time. And there are times where he can fail every now and then. The main purpose about Spider-Man is he can never, ever catch a break. And that's what makes him so relatable to so many people. And by the time Stanley finished creating him and the first comic was Amazing Fantasy number 15, this was back in 1962. It sold like fucking hotcakes. And fast forward to the animated series and fast forward to the movies. Oh my god, the fucking films. Tobey Maguire portrayed the Spider-Man. I wouldn't say perfectly, but he was actually a great Peter Parker during that time. He really was because he embodied the essence of a guy being a nerd where pe- where it's so easy for you to pick on him, where it's so easy for you to look down upon him. I mean, in the first scene, you have him running and chasing after a school bus because the fucking guy wouldn't even stop to let him on the bus. And I'm thinking to myself, God damn, like I really feel bad for this guy. And then you have those scenes, those epic scenes where you see the hairs growing on his fingers and he goes, you know, just climbing up the walls. And he sees on how fucking awesome it is. And we gravitate towards that. We gravitate towards how awesome something so subtle and then you build it and build it and build it and build it. Fucking hell, man. Those were great moments. And then move on to Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 by far is the greatest Spider-Man film at this point like there no other film can come close to it. Well, let me rephrase. There are some other films that can come close, but still not one has beaten Spider-Man 2. The top 3 in my opinion would have to be Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and possibly The First Spider-Man, which took which was the prequel before then. Now, I know I know this is my subjective opinion. Everybody's like, "Oh, what about Homecoming? What about you know, Spider-Man 3, which is all over the place. What about, you know, this and that and blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about the films in general, okay? The top three, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Into the Spider-Verse. Top three by far. The number one is Spider-Man 2. And the reason why that is the number one for me and for many, many people that comes after and before is the simple reason that what I just said where he can never catch a break that is depicted so well in this film. Because for the first time in a while, you actually see Spider-Man give up. He's done. He can't do it anymore. There, he it's, it's overwhelming him so much where he literally throws the costume away. And there were moments where it wasn't really completely explained where it's like, why is he losing his powers before then? It's simple. Sometimes certain abilities in superhero nostalgia and superhero lore, it links to emotions. It links to how you truly feel. It can link to your inner desire or what you truly want for yourself, if that makes any sense. Spider-Man 2, by far, is the greatest. Now, let's transition a little bit. The fucking games. Good God. Do you remember Spider-Man for the PS1 Talk about timeless. Talk about timeless. I mean, yeah, the graphics were not as good as it is right now. And the web slinging, you know, swinging from building to building was kind of stale. But that actually felt like a comic book game that was literally ripped a page of the actual animated series. And to this day, it was so awesome where you can actually unlock certain suits. And, you know, if you can put cheat codes in and you can face certain other villains that you come across to and no levels are ever the same when you play that game. I think my favorite level out of the entire thing is when I was trying to fight and face Venom within the sewers and I was not only fighting fucking Venom but I was also fighting the sewer alligators, the lizards. Great great times, it really was. The voice acting was great too. And speaking of games, another one that's a personal favorite of mine. Not really to many people. Spider-Man Web of Shadows. The fact that you can turn into the symbiote. From your original suit. To your symbiote costume. Back and forth. Back and forth. Wherever you want. Whenever you want. And it has it's own features. It has it's own moves. It has everything. Bro. You can't be better than that. I mean yeah the story was not. It was decent. I can't say it was bad. It was decent. And it's a fascinating concept. New York is being overrun by symbiotes. Translate that to a movie. And I said this a few episodes ago. Where now Marvel has picked up in the comics. Marvel has picked up Predator and Aliens. Have symbiotes against Aliens. Dude. You will have a gore fest of a movie. I promise you that. All it takes is that good director with a clear vision. To make that fucking happen fucking do it my guy but yeah one thing that I really liked about Web of Shadows is depending on what choices you make whether morals or you know certain decisions I try to do base decisions where I go one over another like if I choose one then the second one has to be the other and then vice versa and then vice versa again and then there were times where I replayed the game like two or three times that I played all in good version all in bad version and then somewhere in between And then, you know, since this was back in 2008, I go on YouTube and I'm like, alright, well, let's check out the other endings. So, it was still fun for me, and I enjoyed it. Combat was a little repetitive, the missions were a little stale, and you don't really interact with a lot of the characters that much, and the voice acting, good God, man. I know I'm an inspiring voice actor, and I know I'm a beginner in what I'm doing, but give me a break. You cannot... Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm going to try my best to interpret what he's saying. <clears throat> Where Where's Cage in a search party? Where is MJ? He sounds like he's whining while trying to be edgy, and it just didn't work. It It did not work for me at all. I don't know who was responsible for the casting of that, but... I don't even remember the guy's name who played the voice of Peter Parker in that game. But, dude, come on. Come on. Do better. Do better. But, nevertheless, I really enjoyed the game. It's nostalgic for me. I really want to buy it. I really want it to be a remake for the PS4 or PS5. And, yeah, I just love the game. You know, there are tons of stuff that I can talk about that relates to Spider-Man. For one thing, we got... The epic Spider-Man for the PS4. That game, by far, perfect. By far, perfect. You know, little things here and there, but perfect story, perfect acting. The It fucking made me cry. It made me cry. Spoilers, by the way. It made me cry when Aunt May died and you just hear the machine go beep, beep, beep. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, not Aunt May. Not Aunt May. Come on, man. You can't take her away. But it worked within the story. And that's what it's about. Most Spider Man content, whether it's the games, the movies, or whichever, they tell a cohesive story. I said most, not all, most. Spider Man is my favorite superhero in all of Marvel Comics. And I can't wait to play. Spider-Man Miles Morales. I can't wait to see what Tom Holland Spider-Man 3 is going to bring us. I can't wait to do the I can't wait for Sony and the MCU to do a crossover between Tom Holland Spider-Man and Tom Hardy's Venom. I can't fucking wait. Spider-Man is the fucking man. As a matter of fact, Spider-Man is so good. I got my niece to love Spider-Man. And she's about to be three years old in a couple of months. My niece to love Spider-Man. And if she loves Spider-Man and I love it, everyone else loves it too. And for that, we come to a close. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside Comics Volume 2 podcast. Once again, guys, this is episode 49, which means episode 50. We are going to start being on YouTube starting Monday and after. I will choose the best times and the best ways on how to do a video podcast. I want to get bigger. I want to get better. I want to provide entertainment for you. It will be video starting episode 50. Oh, man, I'm nervous as hell, but I can't fucking wait. You're going to see my ugly, beautiful mug. Ha <laughs> Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, continue to subscribe and share and tell everyone you know. Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up on OTC Volume 2 on Twitter or Instagram. We can talk anything and everything you like about comic book content. Movies, shows, games, it don't fucking matter. You love what you love because you love it. Before we end this off... Let's go to our superhero quote of the day and this one is from Gwen Stacy herself. There will be dark days ahead of us too and there will be dark days where you feel alone and that's when hope is needed most. Keep it alive. And my reaction to that is this. The dark days we're facing right now is severe. Some people are not taking seriously. Other people are taking it too seriously. But just remember, as long as we continue to move forward And we do what we're supposed to do. We'll come out of this together as one. We're going to keep this alive. Where we will get to 2021. And hopefully this shit will be over. That's all I got to say about that. I'll see you to see me starting Monday. Where we will go on YouTube. Outside the comics volume 2. The video comments will be made. Remember. If we read about it. And you hear about it. I talk about it. Stay safe guys, till next time, I'm done, I'm through, peace out.